Most of us in healthcare are warm, caring people who are committed to keeping our patients safe and doing no harm. But there are some among us who do the unthinkable and betray our noble profession. On this podcast, we like to shine a light on the good and the bad. Each week, I'll be joined by another healthcare professional, and together we'll dive into these stories while chatting about nursing and healthcare along the way. I'm Tina, a registered nurse, and this is Good Nurse, Bad Nurse. again with Good Nurse, Bad Nurse. I am going to try to contain my excitement and be like really professional. Not that I normally am professional, but oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I can't even start my podcast off the way I normally do. I have to start right away to let you know who is on this podcast. I know you know from the the title, but Nurse Blake, oh my gosh, thank you so much for coming back on my podcast. Hi, again, I'm so excited to see you. Well, it's exciting to have you on. The last time you were on, it was the pandemic. It was 2020. It was kind of like I want to say it was like the beginning. We didn't know what was about to hit. Right. We had no yeah. idea. We were making plans about the next year. <laughs> I mean, yes. no. Oh, my god! It was a complete shutdown for like two years, and I would end up going into the COVID ICU. I had no idea and becoming a travel nurse and doing all the crazy things and learning way more than I ever wanted to know about all of that stuff. We made it we out, did. and we're on the other I, side. I mean, Yay. I mean everything is re- has really kind of, and it's not back to, it's, it's to a new normal and I feel like we've all learned a lot from it and we can move forward in a kind of a, you know, positive way and learn, you know, from the bad things that happened, hopefully maybe make things better. I know the healthcare, the healthcare industry is rough and we're going <laughs> to talk about one story that I can't even believe it. This, believe it or not, started before covid what we're going to be talking about today. I'm so excited about this well, story. We need, I'm so excited I am too. About this story. I've been wanting to kind of hash it out and talk about it. And, and a lot of people will email me and, and text me and send me messages and just be like, hey, are you going to talk about this? And I'm like, I'm just kind of, it was kind of, I knew there was going to be an episode that just felt right. And so when Kelly reached out to me, I was like, oh, of course, this is the perfect opportunity. Blake's from Florida. I want to hash it out and talk about this whole crazy, like fake nursing diploma thing. <laughs> oh, so we might as well just get right into this thing. But I will tell you, though, before we get started with the, the, the bad nurse story, we're going to feature Blake once again in the good nurse story because the last time we talked to him was three years ago. Believe it or not, <laughs> he has done so many more things since then. And I, I just can't wait. We're going to talk about all this, the, these amazing things that you've done, Blake. I can't wait. I don't even know. Like, I don't even, I'm, number one, I'm honored you're talking about me and the good nurse because I was ex- totally expecting to talk about someone amazing and incredible. And I, I don't even know what I've been up to. It's been, I've been super It's been busy, a whirlwind, I know. Yes, it is a good way. Yes. It, it is a wonderful way. And all of the things that you're doing. So I can't wait to get into that. You guys are, I know you all know anyway, but you're going to love hearing about all of this stuff. Did you know that you don't have to go all across the country to be a travel nurse? You certainly can, but you don't have to. I literally took an assignment that's an hour and a half away from my house. And I love it. I can stay in a hotel room if I want, or I can drive back home. So it's the best of both worlds for me. For my next assignment, we're going to get a cabin in the mountains that's about two hours from our house. So it'll really be like a little getaway. Also, one of my really good friends is going with me so we can share expenses. You guys, even if you're just a little curious about travel nursing, go to trustedhealth.com forward slash good nurse and fill out a profile so you can see what kind of jobs are out there and what they pay. Go to trustedhealth.com forward slash good nurse and fill out a profile. Are you looking to take your career to the next level? Consider enrolling in the Doctor of Nursing Practice Program at UC Irvine. The program offers a post-master's track for MSN-prepared nurses and a family nurse practitioner track for those with at least a BSN. Their program, of course, is fully accredited, and their graduates are highly sought after by healthcare organizations across the country. If you're ready to take the next step in your nursing career, I encourage you to explore UCI Irvine's DNP program today. Visit nursing.uci.edu to learn more, and of course, we'll put a link on our website and you can access it at goodnursebadnurse.com. So, okay, let's talk about fake nursing diplomas. I can't even believe this. Like I have done several stories, Blake, about fake nurses, like imposter nurses. You know, I mean, those are out there. There are people who will, 
you know, pretend to be a nurse and it, it, it's scary, uh, really scary. People who will go out there and, and literally be working. I've done stories where people are working in the ICU that never went to nursing school, somehow managed to get a job, like fake someone else's diploma, wild. someone else's license. Yeah. Didn't even pass an NCLEX. I don't know what's scary. I mean, that's scary. But this is like these people really thought about what they were going to do and like paid for this. Like mm -hmm. this is so next level. Yes, it really is. I mean, so what there's there's several aspects to this that really are, you know, bothersome. But obviously, first and foremost is the public safety issue. Think about being a, a patient in the hospital, having a family member being a patient in the hospital. And now you're looking around going, because this is huge. This goes nationwide. This is not just in one little local area, right? This goes nationwide. Absolutely. And if you do the math, there's like, there are 7,600 fake diplomas, people that got fake diplomas. There's 4 million nurses. That means like one out of every 500 nurses is fake. Yeah. That's scary. That's like, I'm not good at math, but I think that's the math because I did do the mm -hmm. math one day and I do remember that, but that's pretty scary. And I do have to say, full disclosure, I am from Florida where those fake diplomas were, most of them were made, but I'm a real nurse. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Yeah, you've been around long before this all started, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, gra I did the clinicals. I did the labs. I did all the exams. Mm -hmm. Actually graduated from UCF, but it's so funny the names of these fake colleges it's like Siena College and then there's like Sacred Heart International Institute like if that didn't give mm -hmm. it away yeah I mean like hello what kind of name is that well and you know these people were able to pay ten to seventeen thousand dollars for a nursing degree which to some people may sound like a lot of money but for me I was pissed when I saw that because my nursing degree cost a whole lot more than that. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, hello, if I just had some some time to go down to Florida and 15 grand to get a fake degree, heck, I'm sure most of us would have done that. We wouldn't have, but I mean, it sounds like a good deal. The fact that I went through four years of nursing school and all the clinicals and a preceptorship and I was still scared to death to take care of people. Yeah, there's no way I could have done this. Absolutely not. It's like these people watched a few episodes of Grey's Anatomy <laughs> yes. and they're like, yeah, oh yeah, want... this is perfect. It's like, it's, it's like, like wanting to be an attorney and like, okay, I'm going to buy the box set of season one of Law and Order, then I'm going to take the bar. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wild. I wonder if maybe that's, you know, because they said that they had tutoring sessions, the price, the set 10 to $17,000 were tutoring sessions. Maybe they put them in a room and just made them watch all seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Probably. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine there, these patients, the, uh, the ventilator set up, the IVs. Oh my goodness. You've seen these memes. Right. No, I know. Like I can't even, well, it makes you wonder, like there's always one nurse you work with where you're like, where did they go to nursing school? Did they really graduate and pass the NCLEX? <laughs> exactly. And, oh, man, now that, you know, we thought that before. And so once once this, you know, happened, I know oh, right. we were all looking around going, oh, this is starting mm. to make a whole lot more mm. sense now. Yeah. They're, oh, they're from Florida? Mm -mm. They graduated in Florida? No, and you have to be <laughs> so sorry for, like, you know, people that Went I know. To, legitimately went to all School the amazing nursing schools that are in Florida, and there are some amazing ones. I know. So the the big thing that a lot of people don't know is actually the Florida legislator, when I was in nursing school, so this is like 2012, 2014, there was a nursing shortage, which there always is. So the Florida legislator was like, hey, we need to like allow for more nursing schools to open up. And at the time, there was like maybe like... 70 nursing schools and then the florida legislators like this nursing shortage we need to allow more there's like over 300 nursing schools in florida now like anyone could be a nursing school i could have a nursing school in my living room like in my kitchen it's like what yeah well but hey listen if this is going to help the shortage like your nursing school in your kitchen yeah. i can assure you would be a whole lot better than these nursing schools <laughs> 
probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I can assure you. So, you know, the thing is, and I've talked about this before on this podcast about the le- you know legislature coming up with these laws that help to create more nursing schools. And I'm all for, I'm all for that. I mean, I love nursing schools. I've said that over and over again. I love nursing instructors and I love nursing students. They're absolutely amazing. You guys know, I love you. You're just so adorable and I love your energy and how excited you are about nursing. But I will say this, when I was a new grad, when I was, you know, a brand new nurse, I wanted seasoned nurses around me. I wanted somebody who'd been doing this for five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. I wanted people around me. I wanted the new grads too. So I didn't feel alone in that. But (laughs) don't you want people who've been doing this for a while? So I don't think that that the band-aid of just creating more nursing schools is the answer. We have to figure out a way to keep seasoned nurses at the bedside in addition to the new grads, right? Yeah, I think we need to focus on retainment of nurses. Yes. (laughs) And not force nurses who have been nurses 40 years to go back to school to get they're BSN. Like, it's absolutely insane. Thank you. Yeah, there's so many things like that have gone into, I think, the decision for se- of seasoned nurses to leave the bedside. So many things. I think the number one thing is not money. Well, a lot of people will, will say that. I don't <laughs> think that's money. what it is. I really don't. Not money. I mean, it's no. important. People want to take care of their families. There's nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to make a reasonable amount of money to do and, and, and make a, the amount of money that matches the amount of responsibility that we have placed on our shoulders, right? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I want doctors to make what they're worth and I want nurses to make what they're worth. But first and foremost, I know nurses. I know nurses and I know that they're the most important thing that they're worried about are those staffing ratios and safety of their patients, right? Period. Like a hundred percent. And it's, it's, yeah, like you said, it's not about the money. I've never heard a nurse really complain about that. And if money is involved, it's because all this extra work that we're having to do in these unsafe conditions is not matching the, the money amount that we're getting paid. So yeah, I, I, I think it always comes down to safe staffing. And the reason why is because it is the safety of patients. I mean, if we look at medical errors in this country, the, like, why aren't we focused on things like that? Like trying to prevent those by having enough staff, the appropriate staff, these these safe work environments. Yes, you know, that should be our wild. focus. And and every right. now and then and you will. Sh- there's a bill right now. You know, in in at, at, in Washington, there is a bill that's been sitting there for years before COVID that would allow for safe staffing ratios, and it it is amazing if you look i've i went to washington and did a, a speech to everybody about this and, oh, no and i read oh. it out loud i was so like oh, excited awesome. to get to do it because man the ratios would be perfect you know it's just it's nothing outlandish it's basically you know two to one in icu and three to one in pcu and all right. the reasonable things you know right. absolutely reasonable that's sitting there and not only nurse to patient ratio ratio but cna to patient ratio as well That's super yes super important yes super important but it just sits there and why i don't know i don't understand it because these hospitals have so much money to lobby against us it's absolutely insane these hospital associations i know oregon they just passed safe staffing ratio so congrats to oregon absolutely so thank you for mentioning that i'm so proud of them because it is huge it's only the second only the second state to do yeah It's California yeah, and Oregon, right? No, it's absolutely insane. And I just want to shout out to all the awesome nurses who have like went on strike. I know striking is not easy. It is a very hard, challenging, tough decision. But I think we're seeing around the country more and more nurses that are like saying, hey, we're going to advocate for our patients and for our profession and we're Mm going to strike together. So their strikes that have happened for the first time in like decades in massive numbers and it's it's I guess it's really really cool to see. I wish we didn't have to get to that point, but it is really cool to see like nurses all coming together and and fighting for patient safety. I wonder if the fake nurses are also <laughs> striking with us. <laughs> well, they gotta are they striking with hey, us. Hey, it's fake it till you make it, right? They gotta they gotta get in there. <laughs> they can't be in the sidelines going, oh, you don't want to be right. You know. <laughs> Hello, yeah. <laughs> I can't draw too much attention to myself. Yeah, and I don't think they're like. My thing is like, if you're gonna spend money knowingly to get a fake degree and care for the public, you should go to jail. Like, 
I think they're just like taking their like their fake diplomas away or something, and like they're dropping their license. But like, go to yeah. jail. I don't know but what the update is on that. Go to jail. Don't pass go. There are people who actually were a lot of these people who went to these schools. Okay, came here from another country. And they were healthcare professionals in another country. And so they were already working as nurses. They were working as maybe even doctors because, you know, they had a, a, this a career in that other country. But when they come here, they aren't, they can't use those credentials and they don't want to have to go all the way back, you know, through school to learn the same thing. I guess they feel like they already know. So they come across these schools in the great sunshine state of Florida. Right. And, oh, no. and they're like, oh, look at this. I can pay this money and and get tutoring and pass pass this the board and I want I just wonder if maybe it's not for some people I know that there were some you know had to have known there's no way you could not know but I wonder yeah, if for, for some sure. maybe they were just a little bit deceived yeah, taken advantage of mm -hmm. and it's so sad you know this to see like marginalized communities get to take get taken advantage of in in that way and I think it just goes to the barriers that we have for entry to get into nursing school and the cost it is to get into nursing school and if you are a, a safe practicing licensed provider in another country and you want to come and work over here and help us with the staffing crisis that we have you know the the barrier of entry should should be should be less and it's it's super it's super unfortunate for sure yeah especially these nursing schools that are charging so much money to get in they're like not even accredited their NCLEX pass rates are like 60 percent in a world where we need more nurses it's wild especially in these schools are so expensive nursing schools outrageous yes it is and i think about all of the sacrifice that nurses have to go through to you know that that students have to go through you know how hard it is. The clinicals are so hard that the exams are really difficult. We put ourselves through, through that and all the expenditure, the money that it costs, because we want to be a nurse. There's so many other things we could do. Right. If you can get through nursing right. school and pass that NCLEX, you are smart. I don't care who I don't care who you are. You can't do that and not be smart. Right. And you sure. could do so many other things with those, you know, that with that knowledge, with that ability and they choose to go and care for people who are sick like, at their worst, at absolutely worst. So we were talking about some of these people that were going to these schools being from out of country. Some of the people that did this were already in the healthcare field here. For example, LPNs who are wanting to become an RN, who just basically they go from being a li licensed practical nurse. They are nurses. I've nurses, worked alongside, <laughs> they are absolutely nurses. I've worked nurses, alongside yeah. LPNs at hospitals as a travel nurse who I got hand off from that. They took care of this, these patients and they handed them off to me. And it's not like they, I mean, they did absolutely everything. They do everything. There's like yeah. a handful yeah. of things. I, but. I have some LPNs. Let's be like, Blake, shout out LPNs. And I, I don't even... I, I always say nurses. I never say registered nurses or RNs because I think when I say nurses, I'm considering you guys you like in nurse. that I don't see a difference. Like, yeah. So, and anyone who tells LPNs are not nurses, no. Well, whoever <laughs> does that needs they to are. look at the, what LPN stands for. How about that? Thank you. Period. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they yeah, are absolutely sure. nurses. No doubt and about it. The people that got these, that bought the fake diplomas or got the fake diplomas and then got their nursing license, they did have to sit and take the NCLEX. Yes. And LPNs ha have their own NCLEX that they take. It's just a, an LPN version, but it, a lot of the information is the same. There's, d depending on what state that they're, you know, you're, you're from, the LPN exam is, there's just a few differences, you know, they can't hang blood without with and, and I say all this stuff, because a lot a lot of states, it's just without an RNs sign off. So it's no different than, for example, you want to go in some hospitals, you can't give insulin without having a second RN sign off. So really, that LPN is just, it's working in the same capacity. But having to go get that extra sign off whenever they do certain tasks. So that's what I wa really want people to understand. These people, the, the, if they're LPNs doing this, they were trying to get a fast track to getting their registered nurse license. Because I tell you something else, the people that I worked alongside taking care of the exact same patients were making about 
in, in many cases, ten to fifteen dollars um, less per hour less. than I was. Yeah, and it's like the same work. It's yes. It's it's sad. It's ridiculous. It's, it's a it's, it's a sad. way for hospitals yeah. to save money and take advantage of people who you know they did this LPN program. In fact, the, one of the hospitals I worked at was a rural hospital, and it has an LPN program. And the and the LPN students would come and do their clinicals, and I would love for them. They would just flock, you know, because not all nurses. I mean, in these rural hospitals, it's really busy, and not all nurses are you know necessarily really excited to have student nurses so whenever they would come in I would be like here you want to do this they would be like what you're not going to make me just like clean up the patients and take her to the bathroom and I'm like well <laughs> oh, I would hope you no. could learn something but right. yeah they oh you would be such a great preceptor too <laughs> thank you I, I wish love, you were mine <laughs> oh my gosh Blake I can't imagine having you as a preceptor I know that oh my gosh I keep them hilarious. busy I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Here, do this, do this, do this. Well, oh my gosh, so funny. Yeah, uh, my, my students, I think they they either leave going, wow, she was great, or they go, oh my gosh, she made me do so much. <laughs> so much work. Sometimes by the end of the day, they're just like, I'm really tired. Can I just not do this? And I'm like, I'll do it. That's fine. Because like a, dre a dressing change or whatever. I'm standing over them going, nope, oh do it gosh. this way, do it that way. Oh, oh watch your hand. You oh, you're not yeah. sterile anymore. Here you go. And so by the end of the day, oh, they're just so exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's like dogs doing training. Like yeah. you can only train a dog so long before they lose their attention. But you know what? When I was in uh, clinicals, I didn't always have nurses to do that. And I saw a lot of nurses, yeah. you know, it's stressful being a nurse at the bedside. Right. So if, when I would, if I accepted the responsibility of precepting a student nurse, I took that on very seriously. And I remembered how it was for me. And I try, you know, I try to, I'm a very empathetic person. So I, t I tend to take on other people's feelings and I can put myself in their shoes pretty easily. So I'm just like, you know, I, I know that how I felt. And sometimes they're just like, I'm scared to death and I don't want to touch anything, you know? And I'm like, come on, get in here. You got to right. do it. No. <laughs> You're never going to I'm so happy that uh, clinicals are going back into the hospital because they went away for a while during the pandemic, right? Like a lot of students weren't able to do clinicals. So they were doing a lot just like virtually or having to like pretend like they were doing clinicals on like a teddy bear. They were doing assessments on their family members and having to record and send it in. So it's it's great to be able to see students back in the back in the hospitals doing clinical. Can you imagine how scary it it was for those nurses, those new grads, I to come know. in, yeah, not having actually, you know, yes. taking care of patients. Oh my goodness! So be nice to the new grads who went through Zoom University through the pandemic. Please yeah, be nice. Please be nice. Love and support. Well, we should be nice <laughs> to each other anyway. Please be nice <laughs> right. to new grads, you guys. But please don't forget. And and sometimes yeah. I, you know, working at the bedside, I see some people who were new grads not that long ago you know maybe they've been at the bedside for a year year and a half and they're getting stressed they're getting that you know that burnout already and they maybe aren't treating the new grads so nicely they get frustrated with them or they don't want to take the time to teach them anything please stop and remember what it was like right. for you <laughs> to be you grad. know please help help them i know it's so stressful but we've got to help each other we've got to be we've got to be kind to each other you know yeah, take for care of sure each other. No time for bullying. No time for lateral violence no, here. No, no, no not. excuse for it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Be an example for others. I, I guarantee you, if you're working in a, a toxic environment on a floor, I've, I've, people email me all the time. What do I do if this or if they tell me these horrific yes, me situations? Too. And I'm like, first and foremost, if you're feeling stress, if you're really being treated that way, go to another unit transfer. But if you really want to stay there, if you really love the unit, be the change. I say that all the time. I know it's, you know, my angel is amazing, but you really should try to be the change. Be the person who is being kind to your coworkers. Kill them with kindness. Don't give back to them as they give to you. Do try to do better than the people around you. For sure. Yeah. If you ever got that nurse that's giving you attitude, I try to like, it's like a fun challenge for me. Like, how can I turn their attitude around? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're almost like proud it's of the like fact that, haha, ha, they, yeah, they, they yeah. can't get me. Now they just, they have Like, I, I'm like a rubber band. So if you snap at me, like my first instinct would be like, I will snap back. But then I've learned like over time, like, 
I had that initial reaction, but then I'm like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to try to turn this around. I'm going to try to turn this yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, and, and here's the thing, like for me, when I'm working and I do this with family members too, I try to be like this neutral person who tries to be a positive influence for people, but I am a human being. I have emotions. I get stressed. I have a personal life that will, you know, I can't always put completely out of my head, even though I try. I have coworkers around me affecting me. I have too many patients to I, what I feel like I can safely take care of. So there are going to be times when, yeah, just what you, exactly what you just described where somebody snaps at me and ugly Tina comes out and I'm just like, bam. <laughs> and then, but then also, I'm also the kind of person that I, I don't care how mean you've been to me. If I'm mean to you, I will never forgive myself. I will be thinking about that oh, all yeah, night same. long. So, you know, you just think about that. You're, you're not doing yourself any favors by giving that back to people. You know, I mean, I don't want to be that kind of person. But the thing is, sometimes people are mean and you're just not going to be your best self and you're going to give it back and to them. And that's patients just the way it is. see that energy. Patients can feel and see that negative energy. Have you ever been at Starbucks and the employees are fighting <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, like, why are they? Wait, is this you Starbucks? It's not the way Starbucks is supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking my Starbucks coffee right now. But yeah, but like at Starbucks, you're like, oh, that just makes me feel awkward. But I'm just at a coffee shop. I couldn't imagine being a patient, you know, really sick and seeing the energy of coworkers, you know. And you can't walk out. You You can't leave. Yeah. You're stuck with this person. You're just like, please don't be mad at me. That's why I've never, ever talked drama at the nurse's station or none of that. I will take that back to the break room you know, to the storage closet. <laughs> yes, that's what you have to do. Yeah, just pull pull your buddy aside and just be like, oh, I got to vent for a second. I know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so here's the thing, you know, you were talking about that math early, earlier about the number of people who bought these fraudulent diplomas. 37% of the 7,600 people who bought these fraudulent dip- diplomas passed the NCLEX. The NCLEX. What in the world? 2,800 people. That's the NCLEX. So, yeah. Yeah. Authorities estimate that the masterminds of this whole fraud ring accrued approximately $100 million throughout the duration of the scam. That's so much money. Oh, and what they call like Operation Nightingale or something. (laughs) Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> they're funny name. Who, who came up with that? Like, they're all sitting. They right. must have had the a conference FBI. about this. The FBI yeah. is sitting around a table going, "What are we going to call right. this? <laughs> what are we going to call it? Something cool. Something. Something. Cool. They always have to come with like a cool. I yeah. say cool in quotation marks, but right? air quotes. But and somebody yeah. came up with Nightingale, and they all went, <gasps> "Ding, ding, 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 ding." That's Let's it. Do that. <laughs> that is so awesome. So yeah, no, that's I can't, I can't imagine. Like I, I definitely know the the schools are being prosecuted and stuff as as they should. Yes, absolutely. The investigation spurred in 2019. Of course, that was just right before the pandemic when the FBI received a tip that a recruiter in Laurel, Maryland, offered to provide a diploma and transcript from a Florida nursing school for about seventeen thousand dollars. Again, I wonder. So the seventeen thousand dollars. I feel like there was a nurse somewhere that paid like $60,000 for their their diploma that found that out and went, excuse me, FBI, I have to report. Right, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We all know that when we're taking any medication or supplement, dosage matters, and it's important to take enough to get the desired result. For example, only taking a 10 milligram Tylenol might not help with your headache. Well, the same is true for CBD. If you try a low dose CBD product, you may not feel anything. But it's not the CBD's fault. The dosage is the problem. This is why CBD Stat only makes high-dose CBD products that actually work. And now, their products are getting even stronger. CBD Stat is happy to announce that they're launching a new extra-strength version of its highly popular topical products that have 7,500 milligrams of CBD. This new strength will by far maintain CBD Stat's status as the most powerful CBD product line on the market. More CBD means it's more effective in helping everyone tackle daily aches and pains. CBD Stat sent me a box of these new products and I already knew it was going to work because I've been using it for my neck pain and foot pain, but I can definitely tell the difference in this new strength and I'm really excited to get to tell you guys about it. And on top of these new higher strength products, they're also dropping prices across the board on all their products to make CBD Stat not only the most effective on the market, but also the most 
affordable. And don't forget, all you healthcare workers out there get a special additional discount to help keep you strong. Just head to cbdstat.care forward slash healthcare and find your new secret weapon. That's cbdstat.care forward slash healthcare. This is kind of hilarious. I'm sorry, but I like to find the humor in everything. And so this is what happened. FBI officials said that on one occasion, they said, of course, they send these agents in to pretend like they're somebody coming in, you know, like, hey, I, I want to be a nursing student, but they're really an FBI agent. So they said that they were greeted with, hi, are you here for a degree? <laughs> they walked in to the school <laughs> and they were literally like, oh, hey, did you come here for your degree? Like, where or, are these schools? Are they like right next to the Ross or the TJ Maxx? Right. Like, can't be, it's got to be just like a small little like office or something. Or maybe it's like one of the, maybe it's a fast food restaurant that like went out of business. Oh my God, they you have just a go through the drive through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that would be hilarious. Oh my God, I could totally see it. I mean, I, I, I feel like they're. You. These people are probably listening to this right now going, oh my gosh, that would have been a great idea. We should have totally done that. <laughs> I wonder if for like an extra $100, they'll do like graduation photos with your fake diploma. Oh, I'm it's sure. It's like an extra add-on. Anything, anything <laughs> to make a little more money, right? So investigations obviously are still underway to determine this all kind of broke in January of this year, 2023, when this all came out. We were all, all across this country were flabbergasted and shocked at not only are there these nurses that are working at the bedside currently all over the country in different states, but it happened during a pandemic where really not a lot of people were paying close attention to what was going on. I, I mean, it was like, right. hey, you, I know. if you would agree to just walk in there with, and if you had like a piece of like scrap, like a sticky note that said, you, here's my diploma, they would be like, oh, get, good enough, get in here. Let's, yeah, yeah, you can take care of it. It's people. funny how all the hospitals that only would hire BSNs were like, we'll take anybody. Right? They all backed up way off of that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and they still are because really it's still, we. yes, we are out of the atrocity that was the pandemic and, and we're, we're coming, things are coming back to some sort of a new normal, but we are, there, nurses have PTSD, like legitimately, no joke, right. PTSD yeah. from what they, we they went through yeah. working at the bedside, taking on way more than we could really safely care for and watching people die horrible deaths from COVID, try, having to prone people on ventilators, try, just you know, I can remember working in a, a, this rural hospital in Tennessee and ha having a patient will, would walk into to literally walk in to the hospital and walk into the, the emergency room. And they had would put them on like a couple of liters nasal cannula because they can't, couldn't get their sats up and they would take them. They would send them home and because we had nowhere to put them. And then they would end up coming back because even on the nasal cannula that they had at home, they weren't able to keep their sats up. So they end up coming back. So then we put, here they come in, they're talking, they're, they're sitting on the side of the bed, you know, talk, talking about their family, showing me pictures of their, their animals and their, their grandchildren or their children. And it, it, over the course of the next several weeks, I would see them decline. They would go from being on two liters to four to six to a high flow to fifth. Now they're at 15. Now, oh, get the non-rebreather. We're going to have to go on a BiPAP. And at this point, you, you, uh, uh, you know, after you did it so many times, you knew what was happening. Once they go on that BiPAP, I mean, it was a, it was it. And you, you knew it was going to happen. You knew we're going to be, they were going to be going on a ventilator and that they weren't going to be coming off. It was horrible because we get so attached to these people. It was a tiny little hospital. Yeah. They were the sweetest people you will ever meet in your whole life. Aww. It was horrible. So when I say that I had PTSD, I have, P have PTSD. I yeah. can't, I, it's just when I, after all of that, and I went to a different hospital, and we, I worked on a cardiac floor that didn't take COVID patients because of the nature of, you know, the open heart surgeries. They could not have people who were, you know, infectious type people, mm -hmm. you know, on the floor. Right. But occasionally someone would get diagnosed with COVID and we would have to put on the gowns because they're already there and you have to obviously have to take care of them. I can remember just putting on the gown and just feeling this horrible sense of dread and having mm. to remind myself like, yeah, 
you remember you did this before COVID. This is okay. This is, you yeah. know, this is a precaution. But still. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It, it was really bad. That's what a lot of nurses are going through. So for people that are listening to this right now, I want you to know, I totally understand what you're going through. There, that You are struggling with this all the time. A lot of you have told me you've left the bedside and you miss it. You want to go back. But then the thought of having to go back in the conditions that are still existing, people are, you know, these hospitals are still giving inappropriate nurse to patient ratios. They're still giving three ICU patients. They're still giving, you know, five step down patients. They're still giving seven, eight, nine ridiculous numbers of med surge patients. And don't even talk about the the skilled nursing facilities. Don't even talk about the nursing. No, no just forget it. They're those those have never been safe. One to 20, one to 30. Yes. But you're a healthcare hero. We oh, love you so much. You're a your, healthcare hero. Yeah, here's your cape here's and your, your, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's, yeah. it's really frustrating to know that while all that was going on, we were working alongside people who had not even gone to nursing school, who had somehow managed to pass the NCLEX. I, I, it's, it's hard to fathom. It really is. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, some of these nurses do maintain a position of innocence and have taken to media outlets to express the adversity that they've faced, such as losing their jobs and livelihoods and being, quote, blacklisted. Instead of seeking legal actions against the fraudulent schools, several of the nurses have instead sought legal counsel in hopes that they can have their diplomas recognized. So not a lot of these are being successful, but they're... Right. I think there was maybe one in Pennsylvania where they were able to prove that they did do clinical hours. So it's very rare, but there was, there has yeah, been some. Yeah, I think it goes back to your point is like some people like knew what they were doing. They did it intentionally to be fraudulent. And then some people were just taken advantage of and told this is the process here in the States if that, you know, and this is how everyone does it. It's just 15,000. You know what I mean? So I think there's, you know, two different types of stories that can be told here. These schools should have never been opened up. They should have never have been able to take on a student, you know, whatever. It's just, it's wild. There were two nurses from New York. They went by David and Angela for the purposes of this interview that they did, but they wanted to try to protect their identity but they both attended palm beach school of nursing doesn't that sound wonderful it, I, sounds lovely to me palm beach school of nursing <laughs> sounds legit i'm so glad i didn't see that when i was looking for nursing schools i probably would have been sucked right into like, it oh my gosh palm <laughs> oh my beach God, sounds palm pretty beach. Sounds, sounds pretty amazing david attended a <laughs> nursing school in new york previously before transferring to florida and this is another thing there have been people who have attended they they were going to another nursing school and they were like, oh, I'm going to transfer to this one. Oh, that's bad. Not that's, a good choice. I know. He and Angela would travel from New York to Florida once a month. They are oh, wow. traveling from New York to Florida once a month to do this. He said they would arrive on Sunday for a full week of studying before returning to New York for a 12-hour shift. It had to have taken a long time to get through all those Grey's Anatomy episodes. <laughs> a lot. Those are long. 18 seasons. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of shows. <laughs> it's a lot of clinical hours, for sure. <laughs> and I, I don't I don't want to take away from their story because I, I think that these two people sound pretty sincere. So I feel I feel I do yeah. feel bad for somebody who legitimately yeah. thought that they were in a legitimate school, were studying and ends up all they go through all this and they they have this career and now it's going to be taken away from them i do definitely feel bad they said when they weren't attending school in person they were completing it online david attested that they did everything that they told us to do in order to get a degree angela also said that she didn't know the people the department of justice was alleging that acquired degrees without proper training but stressed that both she and david were not among them she told the media we were in florida every month whatever curriculum they asked us to do we did the curriculum hannah williams an attorney representing five impacted nurses in georgia that have been terminated maintains that her clients rightfully earned their degrees due to the schools having been real accredited nursing schools for years and that the nurses accreditation had been acknowledged by prosecutors. So 
this attorney says that her clients are eager to defend their licenses and reputations through the proper channels. So there's some people that are going through this. I feel so horrible for them. I know. Who they're just like, I'm not supposed to be mixed up in this. Right. Um, that's what my heart goes out to those people that really didn't know and thought they were doing it right and got taken advantage of. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Maybe they studied everything that they needed to study and they passed the NCLEX and they're, they're just thinking, man, yeah. I sacrificed all this time. All this time. And, and then this. And then like this, you, yeah. like David had said uh, back and he quoted, like he would fly to Florida, but then go back to New York and work 12 hours yeah. at a hospital. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Me, you know, maybe he had his LPN and he wanted to get his RN or something. Or he may have been a yeah. CNA. I think there were a lot of people who were CNAs. Man, CNAs are just the most amazing people in the whole world mm -hmm. to have a, a, a wonderful yes. CNA. You, there's just nothing in the whole world that's more important to me than having, as a nurse, having a CNA who is just who, proud of their job, loves their job, loves their patients, and takes pride in it. And what is such a tragedy to me is that hospitals don't recognize that. And they, they don't, right. you know, yeah. they don't respect no. them. They, they don't also pay them don't enough. have good staffing. Right, we thought our staffing was bad, but being a CNA and having twenty patients, twenty-five patients, and it's yeah, absolutely. So I think you know we need better hospital administrators. Yes, I know. I don't know what I. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know that I'm smart enough to figure out the answer. I just know that we need somebody to figure out the we answer. We need somebody. Yes. So Jamal Jones, a health lawyer in Miami, confirmed this was the case, arguing that many of his clients had been the victim of a lack of knowledge in the U.S. education system. So he's talking about many of his clients being from out of the country. He said, several of my clients are immigrants. They are not from America. At least one of them doesn't speak English. They're not familiar with higher education here in the United States. And I think, you know, they may have been preyed upon for financial gain. So... And, um, you know, unbeknownst to them, they were participating in this illegal enterprise. That's, so sad. That, yeah. like, is really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely is. Because they want to be healthcare workers. They want to help get a good job, a stable job for them and their families. And to go through this is really sad. It is sad. It, it's, it's, it's really frustrating on, on so many levels. I'm happy to say so far, none of the nurses caught up in this scheme have been found to have caused harm to patients. That's, that's a huge positive. Good. That's obviously. good. That's, yep. Some people are saying, you know, well, if they pass the NCLEX and they can do the job, then who's it hurting? I've, I've heard people, you know, kind of advocating for that. That's I, the NCLEX. <laughs> I don't know that the NCLEX is the end all to determining <laughs> whether agree. or not, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, really, there are some people that are just really good at taking tests. They're, they're, they're kind of good at knowing what the test is asking and what would be the most obvious answer. There are literal classes out there that you can take to help you pass. And that's all they focus on. <laughs> it's test taking it's test taking like this is if, yeah. you, if they're asking this then you answer this you look for the answer that has this in it you know so you just always go with c oh and if, if all else fails go with c go with c yeah so no students have been criminally charged so far in this operation nightingale now i don't think that means that they're not going to i think that right right i think if you knew what you were doing it's not going to be good for them, but those that were taken advantage of, for sure. Mm -hmm. There were 27 people allegedly involved in this whole, you know, fake nursing diploma scheme, including school operators and a whole network of recruiters. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so my phone tends to blow up all the time in my emails, and it just drives me crazy. You used to be a travel nurse, yeah. So. So that's one yeah. one of the things that for me, I used Trusted Health. They sponsor my podcast. Okay. So I oh, used Trusted awesome. Health. Um, they don't have recruiters. And I have to say it is the most wonderful thing. They are not going to that's do this nice. to you. I will say that 100%. <laughs> they do not do this. They Because some are vicious. Oh they will gosh. not stop contacting you. Yeah. And I will block their number and another one will come up and another Still. one will come up. It's so... I'm just like, I guess if I see an out of state number, I know that it's, that's what it's going to be. Right. So if you guys try to call me, if I, if your number is not like in my phone, Blake yours is, so I'll answer your phone. <laughs> but okay, if, if, look, I'm not going to answer that. I'm going to be like, I know better. I'm not, yeah. cause, 
<laughs> I'm also like, I'm too nice. So like if I answer it and it's like a tell I know you have to tell like, it. Yeah. I'm way too I'm nice. I'm too nice too. I'm like, okay, sure. I'm looking for a job. No. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm just like, look, I I can't do it. I can't do the travel thing anymore. I appreciate you, but I got to go. But I, I know they have a job to do, but... There were lots of recruiters, apparently, that were involved in this, that were pulling nurses, you know, potential nursing students from all over the country. You know, that one was from Maryland. Because if, if you, you don't know or you're not familiar, hospitals will pay recruiters or these agencies a lot of money, like a huge hourly rate that they will pass on some of that to the nurse, right? So that's where you see the nurses making $60, $75 an hour. But you don't know these recruiters are also getting an extra, like, $30 an hour on their end. So yeah. the more nurses they have filling spots, the better. So these recruiters are like, apparently just trying to cash in. Oh, we look, we got all these nurses that are graduates of St. Mary Lawrence Living Room College of Nursing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll fill spots. So they're just getting, they're just taking all this money. Yeah. So one of the people that were operating the school is Joanna Napoleon of Palm Beach School of Nursing. She admitted to the authorities that her schools churned out thousands of fake diplomas and transcripts. In November of 2022, she pled guilty to conspiracy to commit health care and wire fraud. As a part of a plea agreement in an affidavit, she gave investigators a list of 4,989 students who, quote, did not complete the required program hours and clinical training necessary to obtain either a practical nursing diploma and transcript or nursing associate in science degree, like an, an, an ADN. She's in trouble. Boom, boom, boom. Operation Nightingale. Yep. Last month, five people involved in the scheme pleaded guilty to wire fraud charges, according to authorities. So here are the the people, Crystal Lopez and Damian Lopez of Palm Beach County. I'm not even going to try to say this name. Francois Lagagner, I guess I said I was going to try, but I guess I will, of Suffolk County, New York. Reynoso Said of Union County, New Jersey. And Yelva St. Pru of Suffolk County, New York, all pled guilty. Each will be sentenced July 27th in Fort Lauderdale Federal Court and face up to 20 years in prison. So let this be a lesson. Yes. Don't do that. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Don't sell fake diplomas. You know, we've, I think the last time you were on, we were talking about Medicare fraud and how I think we were, mm-hmm. yeah. One of the nurses don't was, do it. Yeah, it's not what, so dumb. It's do not. Do you really good. want the federal government knocking at your door? Do right. you want to be under the scrutiny no. of the FBI? No, no, you don't. Absolutely not. No, uh, absolutely oh my gosh. not. Mm-mm. You know, and another, th- it, it's just, you got the public safety issue. First and foremost, obviously, this is not safe for people to have people who didn't complete nursing school taking care of people in the hospitals. But we w- worked so hard to get through I know. nursing school. It is just not fair. I mean, it, I know. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry, but it's like somebody training for a marathon and then somebody else is taking a taxi to the finish line. It's not right. Yeah, right. it's like absolutely not. No. <laughs> So I have to tell you guys about an experience I had with a nursing student. So you know I've been doing travel nursing. Well, this hospital where I'm at has a lot of LPN students doing their clinicals there. So one of them was following me around one day and she noticed my stethoscope. And of course, y'all know the Echo Technology Company that sponsors our podcast. They teamed up with Littman to make the stethoscopes, to beat all stethoscopes, the 3M Littman Core Digital Stethoscope. And this is the one that I use now. So she said, oh my gosh, I've been wanting to try one of those. So of course I let her use it and she just could not stop talking about it for the rest of the shift. It was so cute. She was like, you know, I can't hear anything with my normal stethoscope because I have tinnitus. And so she was so excited because she could actually hear what heart sounds were supposed to sound like. She said, I'm going to ask for one of these for graduation. And I was like, yeah, you definitely should. So just so you know, the echo technology that makes the stethoscope so amazing Uh, You can enable it with a flip of a switch. You can turn it on and off. It has active noise cancellation up to 40 times amplification, wireless auscultation using Bluetooth technology. It connects with Echo's free app and software so that you can visualize, record, share, live stream, analyze heart sounds, lung sounds, and whatever body sounds you want to listen to. So you can go to echohealth.com and use the promo code GNBN to get $50 off your order. And that's Echo is spelled E-K-O, by the way. So it's echohealth.com and use the GNBN promo code to get $50 off your order. 
I also wanted to remind you that if you're interested in travel nursing, to go to trustedhealth.com forward slash good nurse and fill out a profile so you can see what kind of jobs are out there. And you can also see what they pay, the stipend, the hourly rate, all of that. I'm a travel nurse now with Trusted Health, and I absolutely love working for them. So go to trustedhealth.com, be sure and put forward slash good nurse so that they'll know that we sent you there and fill out a profile today. Well, I guess that does it for our bad nurse story, Blake. I can't, I am so excited to get to talk about you now. All about you. Okay. Whatever you want, Tina. Sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I know. Twist my arm, right? So you guys, I know you know who Nurse Blake is. And we went through all of the amazing things that he had done when he was on the show in 2020. And if you haven't heard that, you need to go back and listen to that one. But I will just briefly let you know that one of the most amazing things and probably the thing that kind of got him in the direction of public service and all of the work that he's doing now for nursing and and really the community in general, not just nurses, it kind of got kicked off with this whole project, right? With the, the American Red Cross. You, you just briefly yeah. explain to people what that was all about. Yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely my first step into advocacy. When I was in nursing school back in 2013, I was banned from donating blood in honor of one of my classmates who had sickle cell. And back then the FDA had a policy in place that like permanently banned gay males from donating blood for life. And so I started like this little Facebook page called Band for Life, and we raised awareness on the on the band and encourage eligible donors to donate blood in place of those who are banned, like myself. And through my Facebook page, just spreading the word, it got so much exposure that we got the the ear of the Food and Drug Administration and one of their committees that was in charge of the blood donation policy. And they had me speak in Washington, D.C., and they ended up changing the policy. They went from the lifetime ban they got rid of, and it was like a year ban, and it was a 90-day ban and like a 30-day ban. And just recently this year, they've even lifted that. So it's been 10 years in the making, but it was really cool to be a part of. And I think through that, I learned the power that I had as a nursing student and the power of just social media to kind of create change and spread the word on issues that you care about. Yes. And that was, weren't you in, you were in nursing school when you started this, I was this, in right? nursing school. Good Lord. Yeah. I can't even, I can't do, I couldn't do anything when I was in nursing school. Anything. <laughs> I was constant studying from the time I would wake up and just be like, yeah. where's the book? So in nursing school, I was, I ran band for life. I was president of the Florida Nursing Student Association and I worked part-time night shift in the neuro ICU as a patient care tech. <laughs> My goodness. You really are superhuman. Yeah. I, I, so all of that, there was, you know, obviously the, the comedy tours that you've done, all the things that you had done up to 2020. And then since then, so you had started the cruise the year before, I think, I believe. Nurse Con at Sea. Yes, Nurse Con at Sea. Yeah, um, what an amazing idea, concept. Mm -hmm. And it's like literally, you guys, the best conference you could ever go to. I have never been not even just as a nurse as a human being i've never been involved in a an event like that that was so inclusive of every single type of person it was just so refreshing so refreshing i think that's the biggest thing i'm proud of is just how inclusive diverse and loving the nurse kind of see attendees are and that's something that I don't have control over. That's just how awesome the attendees are to make everyone feel at home and safe. Like right when they step on the cruise ship is just so cool and so special to be able to see, you know, I'm able to provide the venue and try to put fun events together and education, but everything else is pretty much up to the attendees, whatever kind of the experience they want to have. And it's so cool that it just happens organically and naturally. And no, thank you so much for coming and being a part of it. I just love hearing all the stories about, you know, the best time that, that people had on Nurse Con at Sea. Oh, Y'all deserve it. We deserve it. Yes, we do deserve it. And, and all of the nurses, thousands of nurses on this cruise ship. Yeah, <laughs> I we mean, have the whole ship. Oh, the whole ship. And it really <laughs> is, you couldn't feel any safer. There's no way as a female, you know, that, that you could feel any safer going on a cruise. There were so many nurses that I would come across that, were there by themselves. They were like, oh, I just came by myself yeah. to meet people. And, and yeah. I don't know that people, you know, that m most people would feel safe doing that on just a regular cruise. Yeah. 
but it's a conference. It's a nursing conference. You are <laughs> you you literally have all this education offered to you, you know, to get these CEUs that you need to keep your certifications going and and all of that. So yeah, we actually have three uh, DNPs that run the nurse tenancy education program, and they work full time. But I'm so impressed and proud of their work because when we launched Nurse Conancy, we had like. 24 CNE hours and then we went up to this year we did like 38 but next year we're planning on having upwards of 80 CNE hours so we're doubling it over doubling it and it's just really cool to see that program grow and expand we even have tracks now for pharmacology for APRNs so so it's it's super cool to see that just going into our fourth cruise next year for 2024 that we're able to grow and expand and offer more and more each and every sailing we do. Because we're still very new, you know, this will be only our fourth cruise next year going to Mexico. But but it's so cool to be able to see just the, the value that NurseCon Etsy is able to provide our, our guests. Yes, and the, the opportunities for education, they range from so many, just all the different topics, so fascinating. It's not your typical nursing conference. It's really, it's it's very enjoyable. I mean, and obviously, when you're not in class and learning, you're on a freaking cruise <laughs> ship for crying out loud. So it's, really? Yeah, you can't beat it. You really can't beat really, it. Really, the cruise is already fun in itself, but we amp it up and elevate it with things like our education, things like our theme nights. We bring on extra lighting and sound for the pool parties and the pool deck. We do super fun focus like nursing shows that are just fun like Nurse Feud. We do like the ultimate skills check off. And so we have events going on all the time. I know people struggle to figure out what they're going to do because we offer so much. But you could come on the cruise, just have fun, relax, not go to any education if you want, or you could come and just go to education. Something I'm so proud of this year on the cruise, because we do have nurses who are sober, nurses that don't drink. So it was important that we made a safe environment for them. So there's a program called like Friends of Bill, which is kind of like little like AA meetings that are kind of just set up at different areas where, where they can meet and converse. And so we implemented Friends of Bill on our past sailing. And it, it was really, really cool to be able to provide like a safe environment for nurses who, who don't drink for whatever reason that may be. So that was a super cool add-on this year. That was super life-changing for the, the people that went and participated in it. That's nice. So that's something that we'll, we'll, we'll bring on the cruise every year. I love that. I, I yeah. think that sometimes people, you know, we forget that in this environment. You know, it's so much fun, you know, and, and yeah. there is, you know, the, the alcohol is obviously it's a part, a huge part, especially you get cruise, the alcohol yeah, package. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but there are people who still want to enjoy it, but have to battle, have to battle that, you know. So what a great idea. Yeah. Thank you. That's amazing. It's so yeah. thoughtful. It is cool. We, we really definitely take the feedback from the nurses that attend our event, whether before they come on based off our surveys or after the cruise and we're always trying to improve and love the feedback from all our guests so we could just make it better better and more inclusive every year well i i love it you guys get grab a friend and get a get a <laughs> yeah get in a state get room. a room nurse con at sea <laughs> we're about already over 80 percent sold out so there's only a few hundred state rooms left for next year but but definitely, we offer monthly payments. We try to make it easy for people yeah. oh, to yeah. be able to, to oh. come on the ship. Yes, so. that's a it's a it's wonderful. Yeah, you can just pay yeah. every month a little bit, and yeah. next thing you yeah. know, there your whole vacation is paid. You're on the ship. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's a vacation yeah. and a conference all in one. You get to meet it lots is. of new people. It's I'm telling you. So, what else have you got going on? Okay, you wrote oh a book. Gosh. You wrote one book. Yeah, I Adorable wrote a children's book. book. Oh my gosh! Tell Thank everybody about you. that book. It's so wonderful. Yeah, it's I want to be a nurse when I grow up. So it's kind of the adventures of Nurse Blake, and I think it's a mix of just comedy and inspiration for kids. So you do have characters like you've seen in in my videos in the past, or nurses that I've talked about. So you'll see Nurse Becky in there. And we always try to have a lesson in the book. So that one was like first aid, like making sure the scene's safe, you know, calling for help and then going and, you know, assisting your patient if necessary. So the books is for kids between, you know, five and 10 years old. And what's so cool is that, you know, I could do a comedy show that's for adults, you know, 18 and up. And yet these kids are, the, the parents are able to buy 
this children's book and share it with their kids about what it's like to be a nurse. So it's really cool. But I'm already working on my second book. My second book, Santa Got Sent to the ER, comes out out this fall. So even though it's a Christmas book, it'll be out on the shelves probably in August, October. But Santa's going to have an allergy so that'll be a big lesson in allergies because we do like i said on top of it being funny and cute we do like to have some sort of you know wellness or health education in there so beyond the importance of allergies but yeah keep keep an eye out for that one coming up but then i also just launched a magazine the nurse blake magazine craziness which is a big project but it's a quarterly magazine it is free and i think we've already have like I think we're hitting 19,000 subscribers already on the magazine. So it's really, really cool. Oh my gosh. Also a wine, a rosé. Oh yeah, wine. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I have to send you some. If you drink wine. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you're going to love, like I'm not a typical, so I have a rosé and a Pinot Grigio and I'm typically not a fan of Pinot Grigio, but my Pinot Grigio is so good. We worked Ooh, on it so hard really? to make it so tasty. So I'll send you both and you'll be able to taste it. Oh my it. gosh, you guys. Yeah, Isn't for sure. Isn't amazing? I'm it's so excited. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah, that was a fun I little project. Wait. And I love it. It's called um, 14th Hour Wine. Oh, right, right, right. 14th so, hour because it's like at 14th most hour. Most nurses work 12. You drive on your 13th hour, get settled, <laughs> cry in the shower. And by the time it's a 14th hour, it's your time to chill and relax and have a glass of wine. That is so... <laughs> so it's super cute. The logo we worked on so hard. I, I just love it so much. I have some wine actually in my fridge. <laughs> Blake, I feel like you're kind of like our mascot. You like, you get us, you know, you are one of us. <laughs> And you have I am. All these... I've been through it with yes. all of you. You know what it's all I've about, but you have it. all of this talent in you that, and the ability to entertain, to make people laugh. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even mention on the cruise, the comedy show. He does his comedy show. And you can see <laughs> yeah, that. I do. Um, obviously, you travel you know, the, the, throughout the United States and do your comedy show, and people love to see that. It's so incredibly funny. Uh, it, it, you're just a natural comedian, literally. Just We are so lucky to have Thanks. you. In the nur- I feel like we are very fortunate to have you in the nursing field that you started out and you went that path because, man, I know you could have just been an entertainer. And <laughs> so to have you here and representing us and doing all these, using all your powers for good, I'm so no, proud of you. Thank- and I appreciate everyone that comes to the show and on the cruise and stuff. You guys inspire and motivate me. And that's why I got into this in the first place. Like, I was super burnt out. I was lonely and just needed an outlet to kind of connect with others when I just came out with a silly video that went viral online and I received a lot of love back. And so I just kept making videos and I realized that nurses want to hang out together and like in person, which is why I started doing, you know, live events and stuff. So as long as nurses are, you know, getting value and having fun at my comedy shows and willing to come out, then... I'll do them. I know I'm going to be doing uh, about 100 shows this year on my shock advice tour around the country. (laughs) And nurses come in party buses. It is so wild and so loud and so fun. So if you do get a chance to come to my shock advice tour, I I definitely would love to see you out there. Wow, Blake, I'm just so stinking proud of you. I I'm, you thank too, you Tina. so much for coming I know on the podcast. When we did our podcast of, in 2020, we celebrated a million downloads, and now you're creeping up on three million, Tina. <laughs> That's know. absolutely wild. Because I know how hard it is to do a podcast and put a podcast together and and stick with it each and every episode. It's it's a lot of work. Kudos to you for you know being there for nurses and telling all the good and bad stories. <laughs> it is. It's. I didn't realize how much work it was when, when I started. I had no idea what I was doing. I, I started out literally just a friend of mine at work and I were, just, we were, we were I was like, we should just do a podcast. Let's talk about this stuff because, you know, we talk about stuff at work and it just happened. And one thing after another, I the first few were horrible. Like the, the content <laughs> was good. If you go back, I, I went, I, they're not even on anymore because the sound quality was so bad because I had no I idea what I was doing. If I go back and listen to them, they're on our Patreon account. If people want to, I'm, I'm like, look, I'll let you guys listen to because I feel like you're the only people that if you care enough ab- about me to give me a little bit of money every month, I we'll let you hear this, but other people, I can't, I'm, I'm scared of you, but it's bad. <laughs> but the content was funny. Like I listened to it. I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, we were so cute. We were so excited about everything. 
<laughs> That's growth. It's normal. I mean, look at Grey's Anatomy. I mean, if you look at an episode today versus the first season, so different. Just like Survivor or American Idol. I mean, I think we're all growing and all progressing. And I just think even as a nurse, right? Like if you look, if you were to look back at yourself, a nurse, your first year, you'd be like, oh my gosh, what was I doing? But it's totally normal and natural. And if you're doing something you love, you, you stick with it and you elevate and, and you grow. You know, if I, my first comedy show, it was called just like Nurse Blake Live or something back in 2019. It was so different than my comedy shows now. Still so cool. You know, I, the content was there and great. It was just, it was just different. And I think that's what growth is, you know? Yes, absolutely. We learn and keep, and I'm, I'm really thankful that I did. I'm glad that I just persevered through it and kept pushing. I am passionate, passionate about nursing. It's an outlet for me to be able to talk about the things just like, you know, we, we talk about the true crime stories, but I use it as a, a almost a, an avenue to or a way to discuss nursing things and things in healthcare, kind of pull that into the conversation. And so it is an outlet for me and I enjoy doing it. So as long as people are listening, I'll, I guess I'll just keep doing it. Same. So yeah, I appreciate I think you there's so on. much space for us, right? For more people to get into the spaces that we're in, because I think we all have voices that, you know, and our stories that need to be told and that people will listen. So yes. I love that you do what you do. 100%. I always tell people if, you know, if you're a nurse, if you've got something you're doing, you're, if you've written a book, if, you've, if you're doing a podcast, whatever, please email me. I want to hear from you. I want you to come on the podcast. Um, I wonder if Nurse Becky would ever be. Is she, does she do podcasts? <laughs> I think she's on extended leave right now. But Aww, she probably Becky. would do. She, she probably wouldn't do a whole podcast, but she'd come on and say hi maybe oh my gosh we got to do that next time <laughs> fun funny i love that i want to meet nurse Becky. i love her so fun i love that so much <laughs> oh gosh thank you so much and good luck to everything you got going on this year and thank you for everything that you do for the nursing community for the gay community for the community in general thank you so much blake <laughs> thank you tina i love you thank you love you too and obviously, I have to remind you guys that even if you're a bad girl or a bad boy, just a bad person in general, hopefully not, but be a good nurse. Mm-hmm.